back to the Always Love Yours podcast. She's the beautiful Krista. <laughs> and he's the, I guess, handsome Jared. We've been gone for a little while, but we're back now. Yes, we have been gone for a while. It's because our schedules for during the summer is so hectic. And we've also, honestly just haven't been recording much. Um, but starting in August, we will be posting every Monday. Monday morning, check in. Yeah. And so uh, we are going to work on getting some episodes maybe pre-recorded really fast. Because usually we just like record it and then we post it right away. So exactly. um, starting August, we'll be posting every Monday and also keep us accountable. Exactly. And you can keep us accountable by emailing us at alwaysloveyourspodcast at gmail.com, yours with a Z. And also on our Instagram, we have uh, alwaysloveyourspodcast, same spelling with the Z. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Rate us, give us five stars so people can see this and see it more often. Yeah, and that's like literally the way that we could be found by people who aren't our friends and family. But we do appreciate our friends and family who do listen to us. Thank and you. today, our topic, we, we kind of just came up with it t- last night because we Randomly. were having an argument. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually wanted to talk about relationships and argument and how arguing is unhealthy or healthy. But we will be doing that topic later on. We're going to kind of mess around with the format this episode um, just a little bit just to see what we like because we're not too sure if we want to do the topic first or last or whatever. So, yeah. Exactly. So we're going to start off with, and I think it's a great segment, how are you loving yours? So Krista, how in the last few weeks have you been loving yours? I think the main thing for me is, great question, by the way, <laughs> and I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> um, the, the main thing for me is I've become organized again. For a long time, I stopped using a planner and I realized I have a lot going on, and I should probably start using it, and it's helped a lot. It's helped calm my own anxiety, and it's helped me be more focused on my goals, and another way that I've been loving mine, I guess you could say, (laughs) um, is I've gotten back into the routine of working out before I was kind of like, oh, I guess I'll work out or not, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now I'm being more consistent like I used to be, um, I used to be really into fitness and eating healthy and stuff like that, and then I kind of just relationship weight and <laughs> all I these mean, things. I think that you look beautiful, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> I think sweet. it all happens to everybody. You know what I mean? You fall off, you get comfortable, you do all types of stuff. Yeah, so getting back into it is like one of my, my goals, especially for my birthday in November. So, yeah, that's how I've know. been loving mine. So how have you been loving yours, Jared? Well, talking about planners, I just got my first planner, thanks to you. Um, and it's <laughs> We great. have the same planner, by the way. Different colors, right? <laughs> yeah, different colors. Okay. But, no, it's, it's amazing. I've never had a planner before, and I cannot understand how I was living life without one. <laughs> And And it's funny because I was like, you've never had a planner before? Like, in I think in, I forgot what grade, I think it was in middle school, we were required to have a planner. Like, they all gave us this, like, similar planners, and you had to plan, which I was grateful for because it introduced me to, like, that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you didn't. No, in middle school, we had binder reminders, but... um, 
I just went in the backpack with everything else, and I didn't ever check it. (laughs) But another way that I've been loving mine is um, I really am not a fan of my car. It's just a thing to get me point A to point B. But I washed it for the first time yesterday uh, by myself. It looks totally different, It looks totally different. It looks good. I feel a sense of pride in it. And it's like, oh, this is a good way to love mine. So (laughs) my first job when I was 14 was washing cars and car detail ships. So I washed my car, and it looks good. So I'm really proud of that. And that's one of the ways that I'm loving mine. That is a good way. That's a good. It's like little victories, like little things that you've been meaning to do. And it's funny because those little things give bring you so much like relief and like, yeah, like you said, loving yours. Exactly. So those are just some ways we've been loving ours. Can you please, people, tell us how you've been loving yours <laughs> or at least think about it. You know what I mean? How have you been loving yours and how should you? In the current week, because I think a lot of times we don't acknowledge it and it might be really good to acknowledge it because... It'll be in the habit of doing... You'll get into the habit of doing it, and yeah. Exactly, okay. Self-care, hashtag self-care. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Moving right along into the so, next segment. I want to ask you, Jared, what have you been currently into? Ooh, okay. I got a lot of things that I'm into right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's August 20... No, not August 26th. It's um, July. July 26th, <laughs> yeah. Chance the Rapper's album, The Big Day, yes. just came out. Love it. So great. It's so just, good. It's a slapper from front to back. I love it. It's What's your favorite song so far? My favorite song so far on the entire album, well, the song uh, Row uh, or Rue. I think it's Row, though, about brothers. Is it Row or Rue? Because I feel like it would be spelled, if it's Row, it would be spelled R-O-E. I know, but it's I like, it's like I think it's like bro. Oh, so okay. Ro. Um, so it reminds me of me and my brother, maybe my little brother, and it makes <laughs> me think, oh, I should... Um, communicate more and uh, not argue as much. Mom would love that. Um, (laughs) I also love I Got You, Always and Forever, All Day Long, and the whole thing is great. Five-year plan just blew me out. Ball and Flossin', how about you? (laughs) I only dislike, not dislike, but I'm not a fan of, like, five of the songs. So I think, for me, the top one is I Got You, Always and Forever, for sure. That was a slap. Um, I do like Five Year Plan. I really like We Go High. Oh, yeah. Um, Eternal. Eternal, Hot Shower. Man, I'm going to just say all the songs. <laughs> but right? my top number one is I Got You, Always and Forever. Yeah, that one's a throwback. Yeah, we were we went running earlier at the Rose Bowl, and that song, like, pumped me up. It pumped me up, it too. It was I've, so fun. I passed this dude that passed me. I was like, <laughs> I got him. He never saw me again. Is there anything else you've been into this week? Um, we just saw Lion King. No spoilers, but I loved it. Me too. A um, lot of people, there's so many mixed reviews, but like, I, I like it. I mean, I, I think that the way I saw it is like, it's Lion King the remix. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't expect the same thing. You and it's live action. It's live action. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, somewhat, you know, yeah. CGI, but it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And like somebody on Twitter said, Lion King has one second to impress me. That first, nah, has to hit right. <laughs> and it did. And I got shivers. Like, I was sitting there like, dang, I got shivers. Like, this is good. Like, I loved it from front Who to back. Who was your um, favorite character in Lion King? Beyonce. I mean, Nala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you? It's so funny because, like, I didn't know how I was going to react with Beyonce being Nala. But right when she spoke, I was like, oh. <gasps> It works. Mm-hmm. Like, it totally works. And I forgot how much of a, like, strong female lead Nala was. For real. Like, if Nala didn't leave, t- I mean, no to spoilers, fight. but this song was, like, the song. Yeah, this yeah, this movie, movie yeah. has been in the 90s, so mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. If you haven't watched it at all, then. Uh, Go watch it or whatever. skip ahead two minutes. 
Yeah. So like I forgot if Nala wouldn't have taken that initiative and like gone and find help or whatever. Yeah. They she would have never bumped into Simba. So like I feel I don't know why when I was younger I didn't really think of Nala as anything. So right when like I watched it again, I was like, Oh my god, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think watching it this time around, I had more um insight and more meaning to it i guess added meaning to it because now we're older so yeah. we watched it when we were like what two or three when did it come out 90 i was like 95 or something 95 so i was three yeah but um, i mean I, I love that movie it's one of my favorite disney movies and yeah. i've watched it throughout my youth but i feel like i haven't seen it in forever yeah and also timon and pumba shout out to them timon was my favorite like <laughs> he made the movie in my opinion like, you, you just he, wanted to be a gay best friend yeah <laughs> he was like the best i was like oh my god this is like he's my favorite and the, it's funny because i think pumba was my favorite when i was growing up but timon like i think did amazing they they casted like the perfect person yeah i've seen him on i think he was on that um aziz on sorry show um uh, master of none yeah. or something like that and he was am- he was amazing in whatever show he was on he was like this dude's boyfriend and the dude was dropping the ball all the time yeah. but he was just like sticking it through so yeah. it was amazing yeah I liked I like Lion King too okay well what have you been into I'm gonna say this but then I know Jared's gonna roll his eyes at me because he tells me not to listen or watch it anymore oh my God. <laughs> but I've been really into like um, this podcast called Crime Junkies, and it's basically a podcast that talks about like murders and serial killers and people who have been missing and stuff like that. And I've also been to like the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. I've like watched the whole thing, <laughs> and it's so funny because I would text Jared. I'm like, I'm scared, <laughs> and then he would be like, Why are you still watching it? Why are you putting yourself? Why are you scaring yourself? And honestly, I don't know. I'm just so fascinated with how like serial killers think and how a lot of times sometimes actually some serial killers have gone through stuff in their childhood or something that like basically was like the motive or the the push to become a serial killer Mm -hmm. but like in ted bunny's case there honestly wasn't that much he was just like a psychopath like it, it, I don't know. I, I really like the psychology of it. It's just so interesting to me that people can be motivated to do that stuff and, like, how crazy of a person you might be. Or not even crazy, but you know what I mean? Like No, terrible. A yeah. terrible human being. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, like, I'm scared. And I was like, well, I'm here now. So And I'm not scared because if they ain't coming in here with no superpowers or nothing and it's just a dude... Let's, you know, I mean, superpowers. <laughs> that, then I'm scared, but I mean, if it's a dude, I mean, I'm still kind of scared. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like you need to get out. Yeah, I got so a sword by my bed. It's so funny because every time I watch it, I I could feel myself getting more paranoid. Like if you like walk through the door, I get like I get spooked. yeah, you get super scared. I get so scared, but like I can't stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really into that. Like I I like uh, that's all I've been listening to, and it sucks because mm. I feel like it's like making me think way too much but also it's making me more aware of all the serial killers out there no in general my like environment stuff i'm not gonna stop watching it by the way you don't have to i got headphones (laughs) (laughs) what Um, else are you into so so yeah um well if you're into all that crime stuff crime junkies is a great podcast shout out to my friend tiara for recommending it um i've been like listening to it so much um (laughs) what else have i been into 
I think that's about it. Chance's rap album, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main one is the Crime Junkie <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, now, moving right along to the next segment, on the timeline. What's on your timeline? Well, on my timeline, I don't know if you guys remember that big old Equifax thing. Um, can you... Explain what happened with Equifax. Do you remember? Like um, back in 2017 or 2018, there was a huge breach in the data system, and a lot of people's private information and social security numbers and just personal information got leaked out. And so um, now, now there's a settlement because people's information and they are at risk of identity theft and everything. Exactly. So. Everybody listening, if you type into Google eligibility, eligibility Equifax, then you can find some links. Just go to any of them, the CNET one, the CBS News one, all of them. They'll talk to you about how you can enter your information in to get $125 in a check because your data was breached. Or you can choose 10 years of free credit monitoring. Now, there's a little bit of an issue in the fact that since so many people are taking the 125, there might be a hold on the checks and the money. So some people might only get 16 cents. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Do your research. It will ask for the last six of your social and your last name. But I swear it's legit. And you know what? Do your research to see if it's legit. Don't just listen to us yeah, and believe and us. Yeah, also make sure that you have been affected. Yeah. Um, there is a site. Did you mention the site where you could check if you were? Yeah, I mean, you go. I mean, I just Google eligibility yeah. Equifax. Look at the CNET site, the CBS News site. All of these ones are really good ones that'll tell you about how you can try to get that one twenty-five. Though <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah, well, yeah, because he wasn't affected, but I was. De- I was affected, and I did the claim earlier this week because our one of my friends in the group chat told us. Um, shout out to Kyle, um, and I did it. And then I realized that in December, that's when they'll start mailing stuff because the settlement won't be settled until then. So don't expect to get something right away. Mm-hmm. It might take time for the end of the month. But that's $125. You in the money. Hey, I wish my data was breached, low key. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want... like. Like, I didn't take the other option because I'm like, cool, the instant gratification of $125. But mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like thinking maybe I should have taken the credit monitoring for the 10 years because it's expensive to get regular credit monitoring. That's like that's like $20 a month or something like that. Yeah, but then they're just going to breach your shit again. <laughs> I guess like I could do my own credit monitoring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you see something suspicious, you could just call your bank anyways. Exactly. So, yeah. So check that out. That was on my timeline. Yeah. Anything on your timeline or you want to move along? I actually, what just popped into my head was the other day, um, there was a guy who was on a killing rampage oh here in the God. Valley. And I was texting Jared so nervous because he was out going to work and stuff. Yet you still wanted me to get you pho and jelly. You were like, you're jello. You were like, hey, yo, he's out there. But, hey, yo, can you just make a few stops before you get home? Hey, I had food poisoning. I know you did, and I got it for you. I love you. But at the same time, I saw this thing was blocked off with police and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, he's, he's right here. Yeah, so this guy basically, I was following the whole thing, so I know all the details. But I was also, on my timeline, on Twitter, I was following the whole thing. And basically, this guy was, I guess, in the argument or just like a build-up argument with his dad. And he ended up in Canoga Park or in Topanga on Canoga Avenue. Ended up shooting 
his dad and his son and then shooting his mom, but his mom was able to get away. And then, this is at like two o'clock in the morning, and then he drives 45 minutes later to the North Hollywood gas station, which is like on Vineland and Van Owen. Like the show? Yeah, and then he kills some, like two people there, or he kills one one person, and I think it was like an ex-girlfriend or something. Mm. And then after, like, they didn't catch him yet, so he ended up going back to, like, Canoga, Topanga area, and then tried to rob somebody. He couldn't, and he didn't harm that person. And then he went back to Van Nuys and went on a bus and killed someone. And then I was just like, this guy is literally all around the valley. Like, and it was just so scary. And it was just like how, I was so interested, because I'm like, how do you just, like, do that i guess maybe he was thinking oh f it i already you know killed someone might as well kill other people that i have you know well i also heard did you say he was on drugs too i think he had like issues with drugs and i think the dad was kind of like fed up with him Mm. um one of the dads or the dad's manager at his job came on to say that his dad would complain about his son and his boss would like, encourage him, like, oh, like, you should kick him out if he keeps doing that stuff, and mm. maybe that was build up, but that's crazy to me. Hey, yo, don't shoot your parents because they're kicking <laughs> you out. Get a job. <laughs> Be an adult. Deal with your But that, it was really scary because I was like, I don't want to go out at all. Well, like, you had food poisoning, so you weren't going out. <laughs> I was out. I saw police lined up. They had to redirect the roads on Victory. I couldn't go. Oh, man, I was scared. I'm like, she got me out here. If I die, I swear. I appreciate it, though. It's all he, good. I just haunt you for the rest of your life. It's all good. He, <laughs> I had food poisoning for the last two days, and he got me all these things. So I'm really grateful, even though there was a killer out there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No more murderers. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I really need to stop listening to all this stuff. It's like what you put out into the world. (laughs) Hey, that's not my fault. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah. So now we're going to go into our big topic of today. And we're talking about arguments. And the reason why I actually wanted to talk about this is because yesterday I went to go get my lashes done and because I'm Asian and I'm not blessed with lashes that are naturally like that. Um, So I went and I've been going to her for a while and we have like a relationship now. And so she was going to be a little bit late and then she came in just very flustered. And for some reason, every time I meet people, they always have the need to tell me like overshare. <laughs> Same, bro. What and do so, I give off? I know. And so anyways, so she started coming, she came in and we started and you know, when you get your lashes done, you you close your eyes most of the time and like you can bring headphones in or whatever, but we've gotten to a point where now we just talk. And she was telling me about it and she was like, "Yeah, I'm late because I had an argument with my boyfriend, and, like, she was just overwhelmed. So I'm like, oh, do you want to talk about it? Like, I'm willing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, she saw, like, this huge bug, like, five times a regular, like, cockroach, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't sure if it was a cockroach or anything. But it makes sense because all the bugs are coming in because it's so hot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was trying to kill it. Like, she was trying so hard to kill it. (laughs) And she wasn't able to, so she ran to go get her boyfriend who was asleep. And I guess he works nights, so he sleeps during the day. Yeah. And he was, she was like, can you please help me? Like, I want to kill it now, and it's not working. Can you please help me find it and mm-hmm. we can kill it? Because I don't want to go to work and then come back, and it's, like, somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. 
and he was didn't get up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just stayed in bed. <laughs> and then they got into an argument, and she was basically saying, I do so much for you, um, and you can't even do this one thing, this one thing. And then she was like, I'm never doing anything for you anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. And, like, she kept going on and on. And, like, I didn't want to, like, challenge her what she said or anything. I just wanted to, like, wait till she calmed down. But I was like, you know, yeah. Like, I was trying to relate to her and validate her. Like, that's hard, like, sometimes. Feeling like you do everything for your significant other and all these things. And she was like, yeah. And, you know, we have arguments all the time. And, like, I just want to, like, fix it. And, like, he just avoids it. Like, he just, like, avoids it. And then he'll come home the next day and act like everything's okay but it's like no there's still issues or whatever Mm -hmm. and it made me think about how people either one need space and time when you're in an argument Mm -hmm. or two have that that i need to fix it Mm -hmm. let's fix it Mm -hmm. i can't like like this fused nature of it and so i want to ask you what makes, in your opinion, also disclaimer, we are not experts. We are going to be oh, yeah. talking about our through our own experiences and our perspectives and stuff and mm-hmm. what we've learned and stuff. So just disclaimer. And so I want to ask you, what is an unhealthy argument or what's an unhealthy way to argue, in your opinion? Well, I think that there are always two sides. And they're both people who feel feelings. Now, your feelings are valid, and the way that you feel is valid. If someone said something to somebody else and they got hurt, they maybe the person that said the bad thing didn't mean to hurt the other person, but their words still hurt, so their words had an effect, you know? So that has to be acknowledged. Um, and then you have to try to find a way to understand that it's both you, it's you two versus the problem, not you versus each other. Yeah, so you're saying that... An unhealthy argument constitutes where it's one person versus the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, you're just trying to get to a solution together. Mm -hmm. But when you start cutting each other down or, you know what I mean, really going uh, combating, you know what I mean? Or when you can't take constructive criticism. Because, like, sometimes you, Krista, will give me constructive criticism about how I'm doing or what I'm doing or how I'm saying things. I got to take a second step back and be like, okay, even if I wasn't trying to do that, that's the effect that I had. Mm-hmm. So I got to understand how that affected you and try not to have that same effect next time when I'm trying to do whatever I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? You did a poll. <laughs> I did. I actually did a poll on my Instagram because I was very interested in this. I, I love it, like looking into relationship dynamics. It's so interesting to me. But I think, like you said, it's that person against that person mm-hmm. versus that um, there's could be like name calling or just disrespectful comments, like hitting below the belt. Yeah, I think that's a huge one. And little dick, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just trying to give an example. <laughs> um, I think that people allow their emotions to take over, mm-hmm. and rational thinking just goes out the gate. Yep. Um, I think that people can't really respect each other's how they cope. So let's say people that do need space say like, I need space right now and I need to calm down and then we'll talk about later. And if that person, the other person wants to always fix it and they try and they're trying to fulfill their own need of fixing it, whether that's anxiety or whatever, that it's going to push that other person who needs space away. Cause mm-hmm. the other person is trying to still cling on and like stay on. And the other person's like, no, I need my space. Like this is how I cope with things. And so 
Yeah, I can see you're trying to, you want to say something. <laughs> look, is it okay if I say something? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, look, <laughs> this is you and me, because I want to just fix it right away, and you like to take time, or you need your space, or I, what have you. Okay, we can talk about that, yeah, actually. Okay. When, we, when we argue, I'm the person that needs to, well, I call it turtling. I start a yep. turtle. Like, I go into my shell, mm-hmm. and I start shutting down, and that's just the way that I cope with things. I'm a very cut-off person mm-hmm. so I tend to shut down so I need myself to like sh- let myself shut down accept that and then just like calm myself down and start to be able to respond instead of react because if I react it would be out of anger mm-hmm. and so for me I need that space or whatever you tell me I'm gonna be so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even if you're trying to joke around if I'm not in that space then I'm just gonna like yeah, apparently no, I'm not, not funny anymore as soon as he's <laughs> mad. I was like, damn, I lost it. <laughs> and it's not that. I think it's like when people... Humor is great in a relationship. I think yeah. it's super essential. And even it could alleviate some of the arguments, but not when it's at the most highest peak of escalation in the argument. Like, maybe when it's de-escalating and, like, almost to the end, then we can start joking around, which I think we no. do. Yeah, we do. Um, but, yeah, so that's how I want to. And with me... I just want to wrap it up, fix it. Like, it's like, okay, I'm sorry I hurt you. Let's fix it. Like, let's put a band-aid on it. Let's stitch it up. Let's go. I mean, the wound's fresh. Let's heal it. You know what I Where mean? Where do you think that, like, fix-it mentality comes from? Well, I mean, if there's a problem, if you got a leaky roof, I wouldn't think that you just put a bucket on there and be like, ah, we'll get it later. Like, <laughs> let's figure out what's going on. You know what's funny? <laughs> you say that, and I think, like, but that's only for, like, concrete problems. What if it's problems that are, like, you know, like emotional or problems that that can't be fixed right away. So, like, for me, it's like, I totally understand that, but sometimes not every problem could get fixed right away. and Or sometimes so, and not every problem is fixable, True. if that makes sense. But, I mean, I, w- I would always try, and if it can't be fixed right away, then I'll try to come back to it at a time when it can. But I just hate that time when, like, me and you or whatever, like, in a relationship when, like, you're arguing and you're just, like, sitting through it, like, that awkward <laughs> silence. And, like, even if, like, that silence is deafening. Like, I could be playing music hella loud, but we just be silent next to each other. Like, oh, man, that shit is terrible for me. Like, I feel every second, like, an hour. You know hour. what's so funny for me? I'm so comfortable in it. I'm I'm gonna say fuck you in your comfort next time (laughs) I think I'm comfortable in it because I know what I'm doing to myself like I'm de-escalating myself I'm calming myself down in the moment so I could respond but also I'm trying to process in a way where my rational brain is more you know like aware and more going to be presented than my irrational brain because if i if i reacted right when you want to fix it you would get me a lot of like arguing and like trying to prove my point and very controlling and i know that's my flaws but that's how i am and so i know that about myself and so that's why i choose to like you know sometimes shutting down is not always a good thing i know Mm -hmm. that for sure but for me like taking time not even even just a little bit of time just to like de-escalate and to 
calm down before I say something is like the best for me because I know that I could become irrational and you know I'm irrational. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know what? It's hard for me, but I understand how important it is for you to respect that and understand mm-hmm. that because for me, the most, I don't get annoyed by almost anything, mm-hmm. but for me, the most annoying thing is if I ask you something and you, you don't, don't respond. respond. <laughs> like, you say nothing. Like, it's like, am, I've tried and it's deaf? funny. Like, what is going on here? Do you work? Hello? I want to start poking your cheeks. It's so funny because, and you, of course, you would say my cheeks but anyways it's funny because i know that about you and i try my best to be like i hear you (laughs) i have to say something i'm like i hear you i'm hearing you don't worry like i'm hearing you but yeah and it's funny because i think for me it's like like i said emotions take over and there's actually a psychiatrist by the name daniel siegel seligman daniel seligman who talked about this flipping your lid um, metaphor. Mm. So basically, like your emotions is part of the emotional part of your brain, which is the limbic system. Okay. And let's say you hold out your hand. You okay. can hold out your hand. All right. <laughs> so the top right here, the top four fingers, the, your fingertips. Okay. That represents your limbic system, all your emotions, right? Okay. And then this right here. Your palm. Your palm and your thumb. That represents like your rational thinking, your prefrontal cortex. So the index finger, middle finger, pinky, and ring are the limbic. Yeah, the, the, the your fingertips, right? Uh huh. So let's say you close your hand over your thumb oh, okay. into a fist. Okay. So when when your hand is into a fist, it represents how With your the thumb m- inside. It represents your mind. Like a very like okay, so you're you're they all work together, mm-hmm. right? And they're all connected. Okay. And most of it, like your prefrontal cortex and your decision making and basically like your adult mature brain mm-hmm. is all is in control. Okay. But when you flip your lead, if you open up your fingers, okay. That's flipping your lead. So when it's you like le- you're showing four, number four. Yeah, you're showing number four. Okay. So when you flip your lead, it's not all working together. And you're letting your, it's not all connecting. And your, and your limbic system, which is your emotional system, like I said before, is in control. Okay, especially when your fingers are spread out like that yeah. in the number four. Yeah. yeah, so they're in control because your limbic system, if it's out of whack or just dysregulated or just taking overwhelmingly taking over, mm-hmm. it's going to take over your brain. Yeah. And so when you flip your lid, you're out of control. You're not thinking rationally. You're not thinking in a way that's, healthy or effective or anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so people use this analogy of flipping your lid to show people like you're out of you're dysregulated you're Mm -hmm. you're letting your emotions take over and so for me before i could flip my lid Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether i'm angry or upset or annoyed with you or whatever i could sense that and like okay stop Mm -hmm. (laughs) i literally stop myself even though I might be shutting down or whatever. I stop myself and I'm just like quiet. And mm-hmm. I have to like really like think. And then like I've gotten better to being like, okay, why am I annoyed? Why am I annoyed? Like trying to process it in the moment. But then sometimes I just need space. I understand. You know what I mean? So I think that's a good analogy because if I you're so emotional, too. you know, you say things that some, some, I don't know. Do you think that you say things you don't mean or you do mean when you're emotional? Um, 
sometimes it's a little bit of both. You know, sometimes I say things that I don't mean. Sometimes I just say things that I think. A lot of people say things just to hurt other people because they're hurt. You know what I mean? Which I get. It's like I'm hurt and I want you to feel my pain. So here's that pain. Yeah. Um, for me, it's really like when you're quiet and everything, my world is on fire. Like everything, like it's like alarms are going off. There's problems everywhere. Like, and, and then you're just like, like that meme, like everything's fine. The dog sipping like no, wine or whatever no, and I'm, everything's on fire. That's, that's, that's you. And then I'm like, I what think, the fuck? I think I'm more of the Lisa meme where I'm just crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love memes. Memes are the best. I'm always crying. <laughs> You're not crying like nearly as much crying. you think as you think you are. I feel like I'm always crying, whether I'm sad, I'm mad, or I'm happy and crying. Um, but yeah, so like emotions has a big thing thing of it. And mm-hmm. also I think that people don't really, I guess, solve or help come to like a, a conclusion or some type of closure on past arguments. Yeah. Or they haven't let go of certain things. Or they bring up some old shit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so detrimental to a relationship because it's like, are you going to really hold on to that the whole time? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it. And and essentially, it's where people don't understand Mm -hmm. where they're at when they are arguing, as in they're not more aware of how they are and how they're feeling. They're just kind of acting on emotions and instinct. I agree. And anybody listening, please email or Instagram us and ask us questions. Give us your opinions. Maybe next time we could shout out a few people who actually do and (laughs) just say what they think or or answer some of their questions just to get a little bit of... um, you know, user interaction, so it doesn't seem like it's so one-sided. We want to hear what you guys think, too. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm going to check my poll. I put it, like, two hours ago, and I put, when you argue with your significant other, do you, one, need space or time, or do you, two, need to fix it right away? And right now, we have nine votes for need space and time, and we have six votes for need to fix it right away. Oh, well, I was <laughs> one to five before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one that wanted to fix it right now. And, it, and like, I totally, I totally get the whole need space and time, and I totally get the whole the need to fix it. And I think both of those have to deal with emotions and I anxiety agree. and just, like, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard to figure out how to argue effectively, but like you said, when it's, you two versus the problem instead of you versus you or yeah, you, versus you versus the, the other person. The other yeah. person. It's easier. You I know? agree. So what can people do or even us? I think we're getting a lot out of this mm-hmm. talk too. Yeah. To argue more healthily and more... Effectively. Effectively. I think the well, word is effectively because yeah. sometimes arguments are used to <laughs> like a moment to like attack each other's character. I agree. I think that the first thing we need to do is take out the word argument because it has such a bad connotation and put in the front emotional or intellectual discourse. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because we could could have a conversation and be disagreeing without arguing. Yeah, you could agree to disagree. Exactly. Or you could reframe arguments. Like, you don't necessarily, I don't think you necessarily have to say, like, I think it's okay to accept the fact that it's an argument. Okay. But you don't have to truly put so much weight on it. Unless there is some weight to be put on it. And even if there is weight, I mean, are you arguing? What's, what's, the, what's the function of the argument? You yeah, know what I mean? Are you, you trying to get the yeah. answer? Are you trying to get better? Are you or trying are you... to prove that you're right? Exactly. I mean, 
let that come out first because if you're just trying to cut somebody down and that's your goal in the argument, mm-hmm. then are you really arguing or are you just kind of trying to hurt your significant other? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's like if you're trying to have you have that type of content to your your significant other that you want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. No, I mean, and hey, you can leave. I mean, I hope that nobody's in any um, really bad relationships where they're being dis- uh, abused emotionally or, or dis- physically. Disrespected. Or, or disrespected or, or whatever. But, you know, you can leave. You're choosing to be in the relationship. And you're doing your both of you a disservice by continuing to be the, in the relationship and perpetuating such a bad relationship for the both of you. You only got so much time on this earth. Use it wisely. Yeah, and that's so much easier said than done. But I do agree that... True. It's good to remind people that you can leave. Yeah. Um, but I understand that toxic cycle and the toxic pattern and how it's kind of becomes a norm for that couple to mm-hmm. argue over the same thing over and over again. And it's funny because I think that also when people when couples or partners are in used to that type of cycle of arguing, when they're not arguing, they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So people try to like instigate a fight that argues about that topic mm-hmm. and because that's what you're used to. And so like to be able to, I guess, like nurture a better relationship and better communication, then it, you would have to find how to argue more effectively and also to stop that cycle because that's not going to be healthy for any of you. And nope. I don't think that's a relationship that's worth being into if it's the same thing over and over again. Agree. Yeah. So, I think for healthy com- like communication or a healthy argument, which is funny because it seems counterintuitive to say <laughs> healthy argument. But there can be, you know? Yeah, and I think one of the main things is to not run from fights one away, to like not avoid them, and to also talk about like serious topics about like what you agree on and what you don't agree on and what you expect for the relationship. And know your goal for the argument, your function, yeah. the reason for the argument. Yeah, so like certain things like like the scary questions on like what what are we or Ugh. you know like like the the future of the relationship. I think that's fine as long as you're not like perseverating or always talking about it or asking about it, but like and those scary questions should be answered. I, I agree, but and men uh an okay answer to those uh, future questions or where do you see us in the future is I'm scared to think about that or scared to answer that and then explain why. Like, yeah. it's it, like just not saying anything or not or saying I don't think about it, whatever. Or like, avoiding. Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay to be scared about the future. Like, that's totally legitimate. It's your future, dude. We totally get it. And, you know, you want to be a little hoe the rest of your life and you don't want to <laughs> settle down. I get it, bro. But, you know, you should respect your partner enough to say, hey, I'm scared about that. <laughs> you hoe? <laughs> I don't think you're a hoe. <laughs> Anyways. Um, you know you a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, the second one I would say is um, to take turns and to take it slow and to not bring up other things. Like, stay on topic. Oh, yeah. Don't start bringing things from the past and all these things. Like, stay and focus on that one topic of that argument. Because it's going to be really messy, and you guys are just going to escalate each other. Exactly. And you guys aren't going to get anywhere. And let arguments end, and then try to do something that you can together lovingly. I mean, or something that you both enjoy doing so that you can, like, get over the argument. You know what I mean? Because you could just sit in that conclusion, and then things can bubble right back up, I feel like. Or also, 
taking time, even though I know Jared doesn't <laughs> agree with this, but like taking time and hey, if space. you need time, I got shows to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> taking time, even if you need to like get away for a little bit, but don't do it to sp- in in like the spirit of spiting them. Yeah. Don't do it because you want want them to feel bad about it. Do it for yourself and explain it. Like I need time right now because I'm really like my emotions are high right now and I just need to calm down so that we could actually argue effectively right now. Exactly. Um so don't even like like don't even worry about like trying to fix it right away. I think really taking time and like if you need that time then like realize it be more aware and like take that time agreed and you know sometimes people aren't aware and sometimes people are very driven by their emotions because they haven't really figured out who they are and you know figure out like the basis of who who they are or have an awareness of who they are and sometimes they don't know and that could be your first step is like when you're in an argument like okay what are my thoughts right now how am i feeling right now and then like so that you could use that in the next argument, because trust me, you will have more arguments. Yep. Not every relationship is perfect. No relationship is per- perfect, actually, and there's going to be arguments. But that, those are opportunities for growth. Those are opportunities to get to know your partner even more mm-hmm. and to get closer, basically. Agreed. Um, so also the next one, the next point I wanted to say is, like, don't call each other names. Don't hit below the belt. Yep. Or attack someone's character. I think, one, that's so disrespectful Mm -hmm. and uncalled for. Yep. Unless they really, it's an argument that's like, like cheating or infidelity. But even then, like, you shouldn't be that disrespectful. Just say your piece and then, you know. Peace out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even think for when you, when someone's cheating on you or whatever, or infidelity of any type, like, I don't think name calling is the way to go unless, like, that's gonna make you feel better i guess but i don't know it's, it, nobody's ever been name called and been like you know what i am i apologize like <laughs> that's not the way to fix things it's gonna when you get angry energy you're gonna more than likely provide angry energy back so mm-hmm. it's just gonna be angry energy back and forth and until you guys are both are in the wrong somehow when one person was in the wrong in the beginning yeah like say your piece and then do whatever you need to find the function of it and then however you want to move on move on yeah and I think the reason why I say I don't know is because I know if I was in that situation like you would feel justified in your anger you know and you would feel you know I totally get I'm very empathetic to those people and stuff so I get it but at the end of the day if you saying all those things is not congruent or not aligned with who you are Mm -hmm. and doesn't make you feel good about who you are then that might not be a good thing because you're going to feel like crap exactly. at the end of the day. And it's, it's standing up for yourself is being able to communicate with all that stu- without all that stuff. Yeah, and that's But if you too. think that name-calling is in your values and disrespecting people is like you're fine with it and you're, you're okay with it, then okay, then that's all you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want to be petty with somebody, um, you know, if you want to have that pettiness, you know, find somebody that wants that pettiness too and do you as long as you're both on the same page. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, being able to not really hit below the belt and taking time and and a break or space or something. And I think also one of the last ones that I want to point out is to set maybe ground rules for an argument. So I know, like, when me and Jared argue, 
he wants me to tell him when I'm turtling. Yeah, just say turtle. <laughs> or when I'm shutting down. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten really good at that, and <laughs> he that still helps. doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and sometimes you're not saying turtle, but, I mean, you, you do say that I'm shutting down, or yeah. you, you kind of let me know, and I understand, and I take a big breath, and I look forward, and I accept my fate. Yeah. <laughs> and I think me and you still have to set some ground rules down for when it comes to arguments and stuff. And um, whatever that may be. You yeah, know, stop calling me tall-ass giraffe. <laughs> I don't call you that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to come up with something. <laughs> I was like, now I am. <laughs> I'm going to change your name to my <laughs> Tall-ass giraffe is calling. <laughs> tall-ass, head-ass giraffe. <laughs> Tall-head-ass. <laughs> Um, but yes, just setting ground low, gr- bleh, ground rules for arguments. So like that whole don't hit below the belt. Let's mm-hmm. not bring past stuff. Let's just focus on that. Yep, yep. Um, if we vote, if whoever needs a break, we're gonna respect that. Mm-hmm. And from there, like hopefully, I mean, sometimes it might it might not go as planned. But it's nice to have those rules because you guys can't get mad at each other for getting mad at each other for for basically like. Like going past those rules yeah. because you guys already said it. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I think those are like the main ones. Yep, what I think that think? we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> not not to be rude or anything, because I think this is something we might talk about again in the future. But I just wanted, to, you know, I thought we could. I think I've said my piece about what I think about arguments <laughs> for at least for now. Mm-hmm. And how about you? Have you said yours, or do you have? Some I more? think that just to remember that, um, you know. You are a team. It's not you versus the other person. It's you and him or you and her or her and her. Or them and them or they and they. Yeah, or whatever pronoun. Yeah. Versus the problem. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. I've said my piece. Awesome. I'm (laughs) glad you do. You're like shining right now. I love this stuff. I know. (laughs) So what, um, we got one last segment. Mm -hmm. Just a tip. Just a tip. Uh, So we... Had a caller, a texter, emailer. We actually had someone on the email who emailed us, and it was actually one of my friends. Hey, (laughs) shout out. I don't know if that that counts. Um, Actually, don't have it up right now, but basically it was asking how you're able to leave work at work because she has a hard time going home from work and not working. And Mm. during the weekends, she has a hard time where... You know, she's trying not to look at her work emails or do anything pertaining to work, and it's hard for her to really enjoy her time off. I get so that. our last podcast was about self-love and self-care. So what would your advice be to her? Um, I, well, it seems like there are things, to, I don't know the whole situation, clearly, mm-hmm. but it seems like there are things at work that she's concerned about. So I would want her to put those things that she's concerned about into a box or maybe onto a list. And it's probably always going to be in her head about those things. So how about putting those things into a list and then letting yourself check off one of those things or a few of those things and then decreasing the amount that you check off over the week. So like one weekend, you got three things that you want to do work-related during the weekend or mm-hmm. after work. You do those three things and that you stop. Mm-hmm. And then next, next time you do two. And the next time you do one, and you try to fade that away. because it's like a desensitization. Exactly. Right? Because, I mean, it's hard to just stop cold turkey. So let's decrease the amount that you have. First of all, understand how much you have. Mm-hmm. De- decrease it um, over time. 
And then hopefully you can leave work at work. Yeah. And that's all and I that's know. a that's a good way to say it. You could also base that's basically what he's saying is like keep boundaries at, from your work. Mm-hmm. Basically like leave work at work. That's what my, I'm going to just say um but that is a great way Jared to like really like start because it you're right. It's so hard to stop cold turkey especially when you have this type of worth worth Work, work ethic. <laughs> I got you. The the S in ethic <laughs> got stuck. <laughs> it's all good. When you have that work ethic, it's hard to, you feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, you feel guilty and stuff. So I think understanding that work does stay at work. And if you aren't getting enough time to finish everything, or if you have more responsibilities than possible, maybe asking your work, hey, can you, can I get paid for this over yeah. the weekend? And if they say no, then I suggest that you, one, tell them to give you less responsibilities or train you better at getting it done. Give you more time at work to do it. Because I see that a lot, and especially in our job. Oh. We, we, it's like we have so much data and paperwork that we need to do, like, offhand mm-hmm. and, like, on our own time, and it takes a long time, and they're not willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like for me, I started doing my paperwork during work the last ten minutes of my session. Like yeah. I You're would supposed to have fifteen minutes. Yeah. Before and after. Yeah. So I just do start doing it. And if I don't get to it, then yeah. I don't get to it, and mm-hmm. then I just leave it for the next work day. And if they bring it up, I tell them I just don't have enough hours in the day, and I don't have that much work. And yeah, and yeah. during the weekends, just be more present and do things you love and. You know, at the end of the day, like, work, your life is more than work. Exactly. So, yeah. So, good luck, friend. You know who you are. I'll keep (laughs) you anonymous, though. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, you think that's all we got? Yeah. Awesome. So, remember, in August, we'll be doing it every Monday. And then the next week, we'll just do it whenever we can. And then, yeah, for sure, August. Exactly. Every Monday. Um, You could... Email us at alwaysloveyourspodcast at gmail.com, yours with a Z. And also on Instagram, alwaysloveyourspodcast. And she has been the gorgeous Krista. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got it. And the amazing Jerry. Why, thank you. This has been Always Love Love Yours. Bye. Deuces.